Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Foggy Jack, and I am the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist. And of course, you know that because you're on my Spotify. I mean, Patreon. Oh, well, here we go. Hello, today we're going to talk about UFOs, aliens, seances, and Ouija boards. Stay tuned. <laughs> My name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist, and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the pumpkin patch for more. Alright, hello everybody. We're going to talk about UFOs, aliens, and Ouija boards. I thought it was a little, that was a weird combination but it is something that I have actually thought about and wanted to dive a little more into personally. Um, so I wanted to jump into this article and um, let's see what we can get out of it. Um, <clears throat> it may sound strange that there could be a direct connection between Ouija boards, seances, aliens, and UFOs. The fact is, though, there is a fascinating link, as you will see now. Certainly one of the most Visible connections resolved around one of the earliest of so-called contactees. The man in question was George Hunt Williamson. Let us have a look at his extremely this extremely controversial guy and his background. Williamson was a curious character, to be sure. He used several different names, including Michael Deborzvenik and Brother Philip. Born in Chicago, Illinois in 1926, he became entranced by the world of the unexplained before he was a teenager. And it, with and when flying saucers exploded on the screen in the summer of 1947, it was but all inevitable that Williamson would dive into the into the controversy. He did in headfirst style and with no and with not looking back however. In 1954 Williamson and ufologist Al Bailey published their own saucer dominion volume the saucers speak. It focuses upon William's attempts to contact extraterrestrials via the alternative medium of shortwave radio and Ouija boards. Actor, actor of Mercury, Adu of Hatton in Andromeda, Agfa Alpha from the dark depths of Uranus, Ancar 22 of Jupiter, Arctor of Pluto, and numerous others were among the motley alien crew with whom Williamson claimed to have communicated. Interesting. In the 1950s, Williamson changed his name, creating a new fictitious academic and family background to accompany his then latest moniker, and as far as infamous contactee issue was concerned, largely vanished. Williamson died in 1986, a figure by then largely forgotten or completely unknown to the UFO, re UFO research community of the day, but not before he and contactee George Van Tassel, late one night in the 1950s, got out a Ouija board and used to try, used it to try and pull our friends from faraway worlds. It all went down at the legendary, legendary Giant Rock, California, a hotbed for contactees and for those who looked up at them. Let's go further. Dr. Nielsen Pacheco, who served in the USAF in, for 21 years and retired in 1987 as a lieutenant colonel, the USAF radio 
intercept analysis Tommy Bland stated in the UFO-themed book Unmasking the Enemy that, quote, the CIA began infiltrating seances and occult gatherings during the 50s. A memo dated April 9, 1953, refers to a domestic and therefore illegal operation that required the planting of various specialized observers at a seance in order to obtain a broad surveillance of all individuals attending the meeting. Paccio was a was a principal scientist that was with the Supreme Headquarters, Allied Power Europe um, Technical Center. The Pachial Bland book focused on end times, demonology, UFOs, global deception, and much more of a very controversial nature. Further along the UFO lines, there was a matter of men in black and their connection to Ouija boards. I'm not talking about the MIB of Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith type. Rather, I'm talking about the creepy, pale, weird-looking men in black who deserve, who dis- descended on poor flying saucer enthusiast Albert Benner, whose life was quickly turned upside down in the early 1950s. Bender was a, was a user of the board and had taken part in seances for a long time. Interestingly, Brad Steiger suspected that it was Benner's use of of Ouija boards that directly allowed the MIB to enter Bender's environment. You may want to keep that in mind, you know, just in case one day you decide to get involved. Certainly be careful. Bender's 1962 book, Flying Saucer and the Three Men, reads far more like a story of the occult, black magic, and demonology rather than the typical UFO book. It's still highly readable, though. Well, that was a very short article. Um, <clears throat> so, this is something that I actually have thought about. Um, because, once again, I'm going back to Hellier. Hellier, they use the God Helmet and the Estes Method to talk to someone that is connected to Endred Cold. Endred Cold was the... Um, Alien, the Smiling Man, in the Mothman Chronicles. Mothman was connected to aliens, and so was Injured Cold. And so, when I watched Hellier, the question came to me of, is it possible to use a Ouija board type, or type board, a spirit board, to connect with aliens, UFOs? But, in an experiment in Hellier, um, the girl was in the God Helmet. I forgot her name, sorry. Was in the God Helmet, and she started seeing colors and feeling things, feeling different emotions with those colors. And so my theory is that aliens are not, don't talk or communicate in the way that we talk and communicate. I have a theory that they talk and communicate through colors. How exactly? No idea. But I think it would be a very interesting idea if some if I could get a Ouija board, but instead of numbers and letters on this Ouija board, it's a color pyramid. All of these colors that are on this Ouija board and aliens or the spirits or whoever I'm communicating with is able to move that planchette to different colors. While I'm doing this, someone's also in the Estes method. So I'm getting the colors 
getting someone in the Estes method that is correlating words that he's hearing with the colors that we're seeing on the board and seeing if those two could co coordinate. Um, it probably also would be very good to have an obulus um, to be able to, an obulus device to have words come through that database, have someone in the Estes method hearing those words, going through those channels and signals and having the board set up. Um, but that there is a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of time, which I don't have. But I think it would be a very interesting experience and experiment to do to see if there is an actual connection between paranormal entities and the extraterrestrial entities. Um, it's something that I've thought a lot about, and I think you know it's it's worth a shot trying to figure out if those two can coordinate, or even if just the paranormal entities that we're talking to can easily can easierly easierly that's not a word can more efficient efficiently and make it easier for them to communicate through colors than it is through the SS method or um, an ovulus. But all of this is very wide theory, um, seeing that I don't have many paranormal investigations under my belt. But I would love to be able to get out and do these experiments and see, can they communicate through colors easier than they can, con than they can communicate through words? And if so, what do those colors mean? That would be a big thing. What, ha what do those colors mean? But it's all, you know, it's all relative. It's all... Um, you know, just figuring out when and where and how um, I could do that experiment. But it would be an awesome experiment. And this um, article definitely helps me um, further my theory that aliens, the extraterrestrials, are able to communicate to us through spirit boards and that kind of stuff. So thank you guys for joining me down here in the pumpkin patch, and I'll see you next time. Hello everybody, Foggy Jack here one more time. I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about um, what I've been working on behind the scenes, and I also love to write. And if you guys could do me a favor, go over to Wattpad and search Foggy Jack 13, and you're going to find all of my stories that I have written. Dealing with demons, well f that is what gay feels like. Something's in my head, which is a continuous story that usually gets a new part every day. And my brand new one, I have mice in my head. Please, if you could help me, go check those out over on Wattpad. The link is in the bio. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Please follow us on all our social medias at FoggyJack13. Also, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and to our Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be.